All right, guys, welcome to the Talk and Shed podcast. Uh, today, it's uh, November 3rd, and we're going to have to do without our intro today because uh, for some reason this SD card uh, doesn't have it on there. So, uh, Cody, what are you up to? Uh, not much. Uh, you and I just got done hunting, and we're recording a podcast. So. Yeah, so <clears throat> like I mentioned, it's November 3rd, and if you're an avid deer hunter, that means something to you. Uh, it's the rut. And uh, it's that time of year when you see a lot of deer, they're active, they're moving. <clears throat> and for Cody and I, um, it means that we're going to log some hours in the tree stand. And so tonight, we hunted here um, on my property and uh, got a lot of sign, <clears throat> but we got skunk tonight. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think just with the way that the weather is right now, I feel like that I'm pretty sure that they're just moving in the morning. And I think especially with the way that the moon is right now i think they're just waiting to move with the full moon out you know i i think in the morning is going to be our best opportunity to see some <clears throat> yeah. i sound a little froggy <laughs> yeah well i've had a cold i know that stuff's going around i had a cold so bad well my wife always makes fun of me you know i have the man cold and you know of course us men we can't take pain like women can <laughs> But yeah. I'm telling you what, it was bad. I had it bad for probably the last five days. I'm just mm -hmm. now starting to shake it, but I'm kind of the same way. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> today we we hunted this evening. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's uh, you know probably about seven o'clock now, so it's after dark. We just finished hunting. Decided we would record a podcast here, and uh, yeah. So good luck to everyone out there hunting. Hopefully you have better luck than Cody and I do, but we're going to get after it. You know, it's probably, it was probably 70 degrees today, not. Um, so it's plenty warm for deer movement, but it's great for fall tillage and everything like that. And that's what we're going to get into a lot with this podcast. But um, we've had beautiful weather so far, unless you're trying to grow wheat, um, <laughs> then we just need a lot more rain. Like um, you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you pay any attention to any of our videos or anything, Cody and I planted wheat here on my farm uh, on October 14th. And, you know, it hasn't been bad. We've got probably a total of seven-tenths of rain on it since we planted it, uh, but we need more. Um, yeah, definitely. Wheat's, wheat's kind of spotty in our area, and mine's coming up pretty decent, um, but it's it's plenty spotty, so... We need some rain. We've got 50% chance on Saturday, and uh, hopefully it comes, helps get this stuff out of the ground, and uh, keeps it rolling. But, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things in this podcast um, and and recap probably a lot of this week, a lot of what we've been doing uh, here at Fennig Equipment, and uh, just keep spitting out some episodes for you guys to uh, keep listening to. Yeah. Um, Cody, you had a pretty good day today. Yeah, I did. So uh, basically I had a, <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say I had, but uh, we had a 3100 that was sitting there at the farm. It was an 18-footer, and a gentleman from Delphus bought it today. So uh, I was talking to him a little bit, had a demo actually lined up for it tomorrow, and uh, I haven't broke the news to that guy yet, but I will tomorrow, that uh, he's not going to be able to run that tool. So... But yeah, he uh, we put the hitch pin in it tonight, and it's it's a good deal. So, why don't you walk us through how you how that deal came about? You know, how did you get the lead and and all that? Yeah, so uh, basically, I do a lot of posting a lot of our stuff, like on Ag Talk and Facebook and stuff like that, um, just to kind of get it out on some different forums because not everybody looks on the same forum. So that's kind of what my goal is, is trying to put it on different forums to where different guys that might not necessarily have dealt with us can deal with us. Um, so, you know, this guy was, he was actually pretty fairly local. So uh, his son actually hit me up on Facebook and he asked me for my number and his dad was kind of the one in charge of buying it and whatnot, and he called me up today, and he goes, hey, you know, is that tool still available? And I said, yeah, well, I, I have a guy that's wanting to demo it here this weekend, and he's potentially going to buy it. And I said, you know, the person that writes the check first is going to get it. So he uh, 
we kind of looked it over and he was kind of he asked me all the questions and everything and whatnot and we ended up putting a hitch pin in it and he pulled her home tonight so <clears throat> facebook of all places mm -hmm. it, it's a place that i tried to avoid uh but you know facebook marketplace is a magical deal mm -hmm. you know um if you've got something that you're looking to sell that's nice and used um facebook marketplace is a nice way to do it mm -hmm. and uh, I know you post a lot of our equipment on there yeah. and you know, it's, it's a great place for farmers to find us. You know, we try to hit all avenues, uh, to get in front of farmers. You know, right now we started doing, uh, some print ads in the farm mm -hmm. world magazine. Yeah. I've gotten um, a couple of phone calls off of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge fan of print. But Farm World is a pretty solid magazine. It's distributed throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan. It's an enjoyable one to read. There's a ton of content in there. And if you're looking for iron, that's a very, very good magazine to do so. So yeah, I've worked with the girls over there uh, for a while. And right now we've got a Salford ad running. And so about every week I will kind of massage that ad and change it. Uh, remove things that get sold, add new things. Um, but what I'm trying to do is is paint Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan red with Salford from Fennig Equipment. Well, it's red Salford, not Case IH. Right. Red. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Salford red. But, yeah, Salford um, red. I think there's a, there's a ton of growers that still receive that paper. And so I think we're going to continue to run mm -hmm. some ads in that. Now, Aside from that, we're not big into print ads. We do the Tractor House magazine, but if you're familiar with how that works, you have to advertise in the print in order to be present online. Right. So um, I definitely don't advertise in there for the print, but mm -hmm. you also walk into some Flying J's and some Pilots, and yeah. right there sits the Tractor House magazine. Yep. So. I know it gets distributed very well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, between Facebook, Marketplace, uh, Farm World, of course, YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the podcast, granted, you know, you're you're not always just going to sell a 25-foot Salford tool off the right. podcast. But right. it's definitely <clears throat> something that keeps people engaged and tuned into what we're doing. Um, but we try to really mix it up. You know, I think YouTube's probably our number one. Mm -hmm. We try to really educate customers through our YouTube channel show them new products, show them how things work. And then uh, I try to get them on a tractor house. They'll see the farm world. Cody's doing Ag Talk and uh, Facebook Marketplace. So, you know, and then we've got like Corbin, Jake, and Seth who are out on the road beating on doors a lot. Um, I try to do that, and I'm going to do more of that in the future. We both try to do, but it just doesn't always work out well. That way. We'll get to why we're going to be able to do more of that in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we try to kind of hit all sides mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, then you've got the, we don't have a ton of traffic where we're at. Right. I mean, we're located on our family farm kind mm -hmm. of out in the middle of nowhere. That's about to change. Right. Um, right. Yeah. With the move over to Wabash Garage. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we we <clears throat> try to to be in front of the farmer because with the amount of inventory that we've got, I think everyone who comes to our place is, is pretty surprised at the but, amount of yeah. equipment we have to offer. Definitely. And before we go any further, since we're talking about some forums and stuff like that, I uh, need to make a little shout-out to, uh, it'd be Tim West Webster off of Twitter. It'd be at Tim Springdale. 14 yeah uh he he hit us up evidently he likes listening to us a little bit so uh shout out to you thanks for listening we appreciate it yeah we we now know we have at least one listener yeah yeah definitely that's so. awesome no we, we try to keep this fun i know <coughs> we don't put out as many of these as we should and we're going to work on that mm -hmm. um you know our uh, we're going to continue the podcast we enjoy doing it and uh i personally love listening to podcasts and, uh, you know, when, when some of my favorite listens go three, four, five days without uploading a new episode, I get a little upset. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll wake up in the morning be like, man, I got, got a few minutes here. I want to start listening to one. And, and you go to Spotify, and they haven't uploaded a new one. It's yep. like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you guys doing? 
<clears throat> and uh, so we'll get there. You know, we're we're not quite there yet. No, nope. no, nope. we'll get there someday. Someday we'll just be doing marketing, and that'll be about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the real problem is I need a better co-host. Oh yeah. Um, yep. You yeah, know, that's so, that's what it is. So yeah. if we could, if anyone out there, um, you know, can talk fluently, um, and you know knows the alphabet hey you know sign up and then <laughs> we can we can start a podcast uh but no um this week um was huge at fanny equipment yeah we uh we took that vrt tool basically all over kingdom come it was it was vrt everywhere. basically starting on friday of last week i think it got unloaded on thursday we took it to Harner's on Thursday. No, it was Friday. It was Friday. We went there Friday, yeah. Okay. Yep, we unloaded it Friday, put the baskets on it Friday, because it got there Friday morning, put baskets on, took it to Harner's, and then after Harner's, you took it to Ackley's on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Friday. No, you did it on Friday. So, yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. 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 So. so. Yeah, so we did unload it Thursday. And uh, went to Harner's Thursday, did a demo quick, um, and then I took it to Bell Fountain uh, over to Ackley Holstein's mm -hmm. and uh, demoed there. And from there, I brought it back on Monday, Monday. morning mm -hmm. and went to hike camps on 274 just west of Bremen. Yep. From there, I went to Depwigs yep. uh, right there just uh north of saint henry yep and they're avid southford owners they've got a two-piece s tine and a southford uh chisel and from there we went to garkey's yep uh garkey's uh run a lot of green equipment they've yep. got a disc right now and they're kind of just exploring the vrt kind of wanting to see what it can do we ran it in corn stalks uh, we ran it in bean ground that they had a lot of manure on. They've got a lot of cattle. Mm -hmm. um, and so we ran yeah, it over we were, there. We were both there. Yep. Tuesday. <clears throat> yep. From there, I think, is when I took it down to Kevin. Uh, yesterday, Kevin... You were down by Liberty? Liberty, Indiana. Yep. <clears throat> Kevin had a customer, uh, Creek Farms, lined up a heck of a day. I mean, there were several farmers there and uh we compared the vrt to the case 330 mm -hmm. and uh and then to a cross accelerator and it was it was a fun day to be running the southford mm -hmm. let's just say that yep. i've got a video uh that'll be coming out probably tomorrow comparing all those tools and then uh today i went back down to winchester indiana to critch farms mm -hmm. uh really good guys down there they do a good job very thorough we ran it in some corn stalks man those stalks were wet and tough it was hard but we we came close to the look they were wanting then we went in soybeans and it was it was lights out yeah, it was phenomenal that, that that tool in soybeans is just silly yeah i mean it's it's, it's basically a rototiller yeah um, i mean <clears throat> this field that we were in though they had like tiled I don't know. I don't know what all they did, but it was very uneven, mm -hmm. and they wanted this tool to kind of help level it out. Um, but I don't know if an iceberg could have even done it. But um, <laughs> it it did a good job. It leveled it out pretty well. You know, we set it deep, and uh, I think at the end of the day, they were pretty happy with how it was performing. And so they're actually renting that tool for tomorrow. Oh, nice. And uh, so. That tool probably won't move again, but I know Seth called me this afternoon. He's kind of itching to get it up there at Nova, so we'll see. But, yeah, big day. That is all I have done since that uh, VRT got unloaded from the truck on Friday was demo that tool. Thursday. Thursday. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right because I was right. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, but we're, we're into November. We're running late uh, as the calendar goes, but weather is letting us do this. Um so we're going to demo this thing as much as we can. That way we've got, uh, you know, the opportunity to show as many customers as we can what this tool can do. So it, it's it's a tool that it's hard to explain over a podcast. Uh, hopefully you can get onto YouTube and see it, but it's the most versatile tool out there. So 
that's enough about the VRT. Um, it was also a big week for fending equipment just in tools in some in sales guys mm-hmm. just knocking it out of the park yeah uh our newest sales guy corbin riggenbach mm-hmm. uh out there at nova just hit a home run yeah this week yeah and he uh yeah he went he sold a 30 foot vrt yep, this week 30 footer yeah a 30 footer pine yep pine tree dairy out there yep and then uh he uh, sold an Ag Systems applicator that I traded in on a new J&M. Yep. And the cut, we put new blades and knives on that, and the customer is going to come and get it whenever it's done. And it just got done today, so hopefully um, he can come get that here within the next few weeks and get yeah. it out of here. So. Yeah. So Corbin, um, he's our newest salesman. I think he jumped on board probably what June. It was this summer. June or July. It was something along <laughs> yeah, those lines. Either way, it was this summer. Um, and basically, um, you know, solid, solid guy. Really mm-hmm. nice. Very good customer yes. base. Knows how to treat a customer. And he just needed to get familiar with the products that we sell. Mm-hmm. And that takes a long time. I mean, we've had salesmen, and we always say, you know, give them about a year. By the time they learn the product and, and, and all that, and, and Corbin's starting to click, and it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, all these salesmen, we try to provide as much information and knowledge and pictures of, of all the equipment from both stores as what we can. Corbin uh, started really, really knocking it out of the park. And, and everyone, it, it takes them a long time. You know, Cody, you know, he's been here for two years now, and I think by about his fifth, he'll start to really catch on. Uh, but you always <laughs> just got to pick on me, don't you? <laughs> But, uh, you know, everyone, it takes a long time. But, yeah, Corbin sold the, the VRT. Mm-hmm. Seth, out there at Nova as well. Sold the 4231. 4200. Um, yep. And that's a unique tool. Mm-hmm. But he sold a 31-footer. It was yep. it was a stock unit. We just finished putting it together. Mm-hmm. And it was one of them deals where, have you guys ever seen your neighbor get a new tool? <laughs> and you're like, man, that thing is sweet. Um, you yep. know, you're like, man, what is that new combine or what is that new tillage tool? Well, Seth sold a, uh, a 41 foot 4,200 out there. And all of a sudden the neighbors kind of started talking, what is that tool? And really it was Snapchat. I had a few guys call me, um, saying, Hey, what's this tool I'm seeing, uh, on Dove and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, well, yeah, that's the 42. Uh, it's kind of the, the first hybrid tool that Salford came out with. It, it can be aggressive. It can be light. It can be around the fall and spring. Uh, so then the neighbors, uh, Seth's been dealing with them for a long time, and uh, the neighbors ended up locking in on that 31-footer that yeah. we had. So yep. Dad towed that out there today. Yep. So that was probably a long tow. Yep. Um, well, from the Snapchats that he sent me, it seemed like he got stuck behind a combine, so... Yeah. I can only imagine how backed up the traffic was behind them. So. Yeah, it was probably about seven miles back. But, <laughs> you know, that tool transports at about 16, but old 30 is your friend when you're heading out to Nova. Yeah, definitely. That's what I like taking anyways. I know Grandpa and Dad have a couple backdoor shortcuts, but that's all right. So, uh, yeah, so great day for for everyone. Uh, I, I moved a uh, 5200. If you guys are familiar with the, it's the most aggressive Salford tool. Uh, we've got a customer over in Indiana that's uh, going to be getting a 25-footer. Yeah. It's going to take some ponies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But they're mm-hmm. high corn residue. They want to uh, manage corn residue without going so deep. <clears throat> and where they're at, that's some really, really good dirt where yeah. they're at. Yeah. I mean, I went and picked up that 16-footer here this week, and I mean... There was some really, really good soil left on that thing. That was. Well, I know. I bottled it up. I threw it out here on my wheel. Yeah, yeah, you needed to. <laughs> yeah. So all these tools that come back in, I grab all the dirt off of them from all these cherry places across the country and throw it out here in my field. And just get a good, good blend. Yep. yep. One day my boys will have some pretty good dirt. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're getting a 5200. That tool 
is pretty dang aggressive. Uh, it mixes residue in the top six inches, so it kind of does what like an 875 can do without having to go two feet deep. Yeah, you without know? ripping the bottoms out. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of guys that run 875s, they really like them, uh, but you get to the spring <clears throat> and your planter kind of sinks, your sprayer kind of sinks, you know, and you, you're, you're kind of never fixing that problem because once you rip, then you have to rip the following year to get out the sprayer tracks from where you ripped the year before. It's like those 875s need to shallow those shanks up like I, I a, honestly a foot think, and a half. I honestly think if you had a Case 875 that had chisels on it that only went like nine inches deep, yeah, that that would be the tool. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't... Sure, there's days where in fields and places, you know, every farm's different, but where, where you need that big shank. But I think 90% of the time, I mean, imagine how much less horsepower and diesel right. you'd, you'd burn. And Absolutely. I, I think you could really get to what you were after. Mm -hmm. Man, I, don't, I mean, whenever we went and picked up the halo here this week, I mean, what dep whatever Depwigs were doing there on the corner of... Uh, 118 and yeah. Philothia. Well, 118 and Philothia, I mean... I was that, like, man, I I could plant behind that. I mean, that yeah. looked that looked like some pretty good stuff. Whatever they were doing with the OG, that was the Salford Salford chisel, <laughs> and Salford got out of the chisel game. I don't know. It's been a while before they since they've made a chisel, mm -hmm. but they they made a good one. Yeah, when they did, and and why they got out, I don't know. They got out of the inline ripper and the chisel game at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was probably when Salford made all the acquisitions with Airway and Valmar. And, you know, I think ownership wanted to stay with the building soil health right. idea. Yeah. And uh, usually the inline and the chisel kind of don't follow that. Model, right, but, right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, but, yeah, no, it's been a really good week. I mean, it's... Well, you know, I mean... I've talked to a lot of farmers and you know, <clears throat> how long has it been since now I talked to, uh, uh, Rob Ternay today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, we were there, had, had the conversation with him, said, Rob, how's it going? He said, well, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm tired. And I've talked to a lot of farmers, you know, we could use a rain day, a couple yeah. of them, to be yep. honest, you know, these guys have been running almost just <clears throat> full bore since the start. Mm -hmm. You know, we had four tents here at one period and three tents in another range. I mean, hour, there's maybe been three days in the last, what, two months? Yeah, which, you know, for us, honestly, in the last month, our phones have been a tick slower. Traffic into the shop have, has been a tick slower. Mm -hmm. But that is because everyone's in the combine. Yeah. You know, we don't do much with harvest equipment other than tillage. And what that, all that means is that finally when that combine key turns off, we're going to be that much more busy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's fine. It's allowed us to get a lot of prep work done. But uh, when combines roll, we're, we're slow. Yeah. We're slower. Uh, but, um, you know, guys have to get their harvest done. But, yeah, <clears throat> I, I've talked to a lot of farmers, and they're like, man, I could just use a rain day. Yeah. But by now, you know, November 3rd today – a lot of guys are kind of wrapping up. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I talked I mean, to, talked to, uh, Seafrings, uh, Neil hit me up about that VRT yesterday. Oh, okay. They're yeah. going to finish corn today, mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of good sized farmers are getting close to the end, uh, of the corn. So, yeah. so that's good. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's been a beautiful, beautiful fall. You know, we were just looking at deer cast which is an app that tells us when we need to be deer hunting or not, which is perfect because, <clears throat> well, know, we just need our wives to download that app. That way they can look. They just know. Well, you know? yeah, but then they can look at the forecast and know, okay, Wednesday it says it's going to be a really good day to hunt. It's going to be a cold front coming through. <laughs> Maybe I should just let Adam hunt. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm, no? I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. No. We'll just stick to the way it is. and I mean, just, we can sit there and dream about it all we want, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to have to talk to her about that. But, uh, 
Yeah, you overall. Wanna, you want to talk to mine about it too? Yeah, sure. I can. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yep, okay. But, uh, you know, guys are finishing up with harvest, but, uh, yeah, things are moving. Um, yeah, so big week, not only in sales, but demos. Yeah. Um, you know, also, we had a new hire start this week. Yeah, yeah, Elliot Post started this week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, Elliot's going to be one of the new shop guys. Um, he's going to basically start out in the shop to start, and then I think he's going to help us uh, at least try to navigate and help manage some jobs here. Um, I think he'll be really, really good at that. He's got quite a few years at Crown doing the kind of that same mentality, and I yeah. think he'll be very, very good. Yeah, he was managing a lot of welders, <laughs> and uh, man, anyone with some management experience, just come on over. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll take you because uh, you know when in the last three years we have hired and hired and hired, and uh, you know obviously the the we don't have too strict rules when it comes to hiring because Cody made it on board in the last three years, but um, you know we we have hired heavily. And uh, it was it was to relieve a lot of pressure. You know, growing pains is a real thing. And uh, when you grow, um, you know, th- there's a lot of issues that come with that. You know, whenever you put all this stress on two or three guys who used to be able to do everything, and, and now you're growing, you know, maybe sales increase 30% year over year, um, but your staff did not uh you're going to run into a problem and uh, we saw that sales have grown we've grown as a company and uh we we have to continue to add good good people on board and in the last three years we've done so you know we've got uh corbin and jake and devin and sam and brent and uh, Alex, and now Elliot, and Cody. We've added them all in the last few years, and um, it, it's, it's a game changer. It's made a huge difference. Now, on the flip side, you also have to realize that every morning at 7.50, uh, well, Cody, don't get in there until about 9, <laughs> but uh, you're going you're gonna to have about 13 faces staring at you, and they are going to be wondering what in the world you want them to do that day. So you have to have a good idea, a very uh, thorough plan for the day because you have to point all these people in, in a direction. It's all got to be a positive direction. And, uh, you know, you also have to realize that they have goals for that day. And one of them is always to get home to their family by 5.05. Uh, so you got to keep that in mind, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll get in there in the morning and, and you've got a catastrophe. Oh, we've got a guy up in Northern Indiana. He's running a, uh, a Valmar and, and he had a sensor go back. He needs to run. We got to get up there right now. And, and planner all, and applicator season is well, when that happens the most. Right. And <laughs> it is a nightmare. Yeah. And then we send guys and not really realizing that we're kind of sending them into a buzzsaw. You know, we might send them into a place where they aren't getting home till 7.30 p.m., mm-hmm. even if they jump on a jet and try to get home. Yeah. And so you got to keep all that in mind, and, and we do, and we've gotten a lot better at that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's different. We add people to relieve stress, but it doesn't always happen that way. When you hire the right people and the good people, um, they're going to take care of it for you. They're going to make those decisions when they can think for themselves. Uh, you know you've got some right people when you give them an idea about what they need to do for the day, and they come back to you with a better idea. You know, that, that's when you know you're okay, you know. Yeah. Um, you send a guy, hey, Devin, go up here. I need to do this and this, and, and you've got a painting in your head of how it's going to work. And then Devin gets there, and he calls you and says, hey, I— I think your plan was pretty decent, but what about this? And it's like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. do, do that. Go with that. And all of a sudden, it's, it's, it's easier. Um, but, 
Yeah. So over the years, you know, obviously not only have we added the locations, but the people and it's, it's a double edged sword. And I, I think everything's going to come full circle once we get into. And I, and Wabash. I, yeah. And I think that goes with everything. I mean, <clears throat> you know, last year we got our first ambulance. Well, Today, Big Red got her first fire up, and she went down it's to Bell Fountain. It's called the Red Rocket. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. But Big Red <clears throat> made her first adventure down to Bell Fountain today to go change out a seal. Devin took her down there, and sounded like it went halfway decent until <clears throat> they blew the new seal out of the motor, so we had to order a new seal. But other than that, it sounded like it went pretty good, you know. Just the additions of the little additions that we try to make to help things go a lot smoother. I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, nobody wants to leave a shop in any other vehicle than the white ambulance. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So <clears throat> yeah. why not have another one? Yeah. Efficiency. We've really honed in on efficiency mm -hmm. because you've got to be able to do more more stuff in less time and and how do you do that well sometimes the answer is people mm -hmm. sometimes the answer is tools we have invested heavily in tools and equipment uh plasma cutters uh mag drills uh mill drills um milwaukee stuff out the wazoo um the only bad thing about milwaukee stuff is that it's made in china um, if that stuff was made in, in, in America, I'd have invested in it by now. But, you know, all of these tools allow us to become much more efficient. And uh, we can fix things a lot faster. And we can make a, a job that's pretty hard look pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, today we were hooking up Cody's customer with that 3100 that he sold. And uh, we got threads crossed. I think they were already messed up on that bolt on the hitch. And so I, we tightened them up, and then we got to a point to where we couldn't loosen it. And uh, I said, well, I guess we're just going to have to cut it off. So I made a quick run, grabbed a grinder, and in about a minute we had that thing just off and put a new bolt in there. And, you know, something that could be a real problem, we, we can make it really a mm -hmm. issue with, yep. with all the tools that we have. So, yeah, definitely. And we're only going to expand on that when we get to Wabash. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? <clears throat> I mean, with the amount of options that we have down there, I think it's kind of an endless opportunity of what we have. I mean, granted, I say endless. I know it's going to be – it will end one day whenever we, you know, potentially have the ability to outgrow that place. Hopefully that's not in the near future, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with the amount of cranes and everything that we have down there, hopefully, you know, we've, we've got more than enough to feed an army as far as our aspect goes of it. So I don't know for me, I think that it's definitely going, I, I know everybody's just chomping at the bit to get down there and at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I am too, but at the same time, let's not forget about where we came from, though, either. So, Yeah, we're going to take our time getting in there. You know, I, I know they just tore out all the offices, and um, I asked Dad what was going in place of them, and he kind of just giggled and said it was a secret. So <laughs> I don't know what they're putting in place of there. Um, maybe uh ping pong table, maybe? Ping, uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> There's going to be a ping pong table in there before it's all said and done. Yep. And, uh, and if, if my wife struggles to get me home after five, it won't be because I'm working on a Salford. Mm -mm. It'll be because I'm cleaning house on the ping pong table. <laughs> That's a great idea. We need to put it up in the loft. Well, yeah. That's what all. we need to do. Yeah, we need to put somewhere Dad can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Not only because he'd catch us on us too much, but I'm pretty sure he could still whoop us all in ping yeah, pong. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because he used to play ping pong a lot. But, uh, but yeah, um, excited to get down to Wabash Garage. Mm -hmm. I, and I've had so many people talk to us about it. 
you know, hey, how soon are you getting into Wabash? And it's like, well, it's going to be a long, long road. Uh, we'll get there eventually, but we're definitely not running a race to get mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, I've got guys that ask me all the time, when are you guys going to move to the new location? And I always like, tell them, well, whenever you're going to come down and help us load up, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. We could use all the help we we could get to get everything moved. That's going to be a job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to get everything well, down there. I, I, and, you know, I, I wouldn't imagine we're going to take everything down there at one whoop and swing, but... Uh, no, I would say be, the majority of the stuff will be down there. So yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be <clears> it'll fun. be nice. <laughs> the, Heck, we took stuff down there today. You know, we yeah. Took, the only thing I'm not looking forward to is yeah, it's on a busy highway and stuff, but that that can be negative as well. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, knock on wood, we don't have any issues with theft or, or burglary or anyone stealing a tool. Right. I mean, a lot of these places are gated anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you go to Koenig's over at Anna. If you're there before 9 or after 5, good luck. Yeah. You're not getting in. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we need to do that, too. Um, you hate to do that because it's just kind of convenient for customers who, hey, you know, can I get in there after 5.30? And, yeah, you know, go ahead. But, you know, it's the it's the, the few that ruin it for the masses. But yeah. Yeah, I, I we you and I had that conversation today. You know, it was you know, do we need to be putting a gate up there? And it's like, mm, yeah, we probably should. Yeah, you know, not saying that that would stop somebody, but it would at least help prevent it. So, <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're we are all excited to get down there and. I know, like I said, everybody's chomping at the bit to get down there, and it'll be, it'll be quite the, it'll be quite the growing pain, but it'll be also quite the growing relief as well. So, mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> yeah. Um, as we look forward in the next six months, you know, you and I were going through some orders that we've got for Mietter. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a ton of closing wheels, a ton of. Uh, strip fresheners a ton of all this equipment coming um what what uh do you see coming in the future i mean what makes you nervous um you know you know you got guys harvesting based on last year what you saw from december forward you know when you look at all those orders i mean heck just a single purchase order could could be fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm and we've got dozens of them. Yep. And you know that that stuff that we're ordering, we're we're speaking for. We tell Yetter, hey, guess this, and we want it now, and and you know we want some terms on it. But but at the end of the day, it's something we got to end up stroking a check for. Yeah. What? What? Uh, what are you seeing? What you know? We gonna move all this stuff? <clears throat> we can. <laughs> it just all depends on how, you know, what what well, we want to do. The just in, just up the interest rate three quarters of a point today. Yeah, yep. You know, um, yeah. That's, I, that's what I don't know. Their fourth move, maybe recently. Yeah, I bet it's more than that. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, that's going to change things. Yeah. You know, I just ran a quote for financing, and it was six seven on their low rate. Mm-hmm. That was before the hike. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not getting into scary numbers yet, but I think that's going to change what we're doing a little bit. I would say you so. Know, had, you know, and, and, and they're trying to slow the economy, of course, but had had stuff still been at the fours, um, it I, I don't I don't think we would have anything on our lot right now. The, uh, yeah, I I think it would have just been like feathers in the wind. I mean. <laughs> I, I I really don't I really don't know how we would have been able to keep up with what would have happened if the interest rates were what they were. Yeah. You know, back in March. You know, back in March they were still at three and a half to four percent, depending on how much you were taking out. Yeah, I mean, so it was crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And uh you know, I right now it's not a huge deal. You know, yields are good. Grain prices are fine, mm-hmm. um, 
but you know it does make me wonder you know uh, and, and you always got to think you got to think forward all the time what what's going to be the biggest issue what's the biggest hurdle well a year ago it was inventory and not really for us we've no. always managed inventory to where to levels at where we were okay right uh, and we're going to continue to do that but for most it was inventory but i think it's going to get to the point of uh you know financing and uh inputs i mean inputs yeah what kind of deal can you make me today type deal i mean uh truthfully for me i mean i i feel like the bigger stuff is always going to stay at the price that it's going to be at you know especially on the salford side of things i think with the yetter stuff there are some very big items out there that they do offer but with some of the smaller stuff you know guys are looking at inputs looking at where it's going to save them the most money uh you know i it's hard to say where I feel like it's going to scare me the most. But, you know, the on-ball items, I think, that we stock is where we're going to save ourselves with the stuff that everybody else is able to stock because, you know, I really don't feel like with with that particular, you know, with the closing wheels, the row cleaners, the the strip fresheners, you know, I, I don't think the inventory is the answer anymore. The answer is, is, you know, well, what can we do? You know, what, what is it going to make it right for us? And what is it going to make it right for them? And what kind of terms are we going to be able to lay out for them to afford this? Yeah. Yeah. On the, on a lot of the commodity items, uh, it's kind of a race to the bottom. Right. You know, you've got customers out there who can, you know, you can make four or five phone calls, and and pretty soon you can, you can have dealers come up with some pricing on some commodities that are easy to come by, uh, ship for free, all this that are, are dirt cheap. You know, yep. they're selling them for a couple dollars over cost, and you know, <clears throat> with the twenty five employees that we have, the phenomenal insurance that we have, we we can't justify doing that. So, right. you know. The commodity stuff definitely isn't our game. Um, you know, we always try to stay different. We always try to uh, take the road less traveled uh, to set ourselves apart. Right. Um, so, yeah, you're right. The commodity items are going to continue to to fall off for right. us. Um, but, you know, I, I wonder where, you know, some of the big tillage is going. And I'm not really talking Salford. But everyone I talk to that I demo to, you know, you got the diesel where it's at. You know, well, apparently we're going to run out of it here in about 22 days. <laughs> but, you know, the the cost of it, and, and it becomes a real issue yeah. uh, when you're running tillage of any sort to create even more passes. I mean, think of running 875 this fall. Yeah. You know, yeah. how much diesel you're burning an acre, and then you're also creating another pass at least mm-hmm. another pass yep and so that starts to add up <clears throat> and then you take the inputs um you know fertilizer uh everything now that's where we shine though you know and yeah. that's kind of why i brought all this up as inputs and everything climb we provide solutions to the farmer that make everything more efficient the fertilizer utilization yep the the tillage you know salford offers tillage options that require a lot less horsepower a lot less diesel and Mm -hmm. can get the same stuff done yep you know you look at tools like the devastator yep you know that that's a fall tillage pass right that that requires zero diesel there's there's guys out there that claim that it saves them a tillage pass in the spring because they don't have to hit it one more time right I mean, yep. you know, I think I think the days of hitting it four or five times and then going in and planting it are are gone. Yeah. In our day and age, I I don't I don't foresee us being able to one afford that or really see the concept of why it's even, you know, an uh, option. A lot of it's time. Right. I yeah. Mean, I mean, time you know, and money. I think about 
I think about when you and I seeded the wheat here at our farm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have 55 acres of wheat. Yeah. Not much. No. But but to me, it's a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> we seeded that with a 20-foot tool. We did it with a Salford. And we started at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we got done at like 2 a.m. Yep. And in our lives with our kids and our wives and our family, that's about all the time we had available. Yeah. I don't know when else we could have done it. And, you know, you take that to scale on some of these bigger farmers, and sure, they're going to hire guys and just like we do. But everyone's time is a lot more valuable today than what it's ever been. Right. Everyone's busier. There's so much going on. And, uh, yeah, I think that efficiency drives everything. Yeah. Especially <clears throat> in what we're doing. Everyone yeah. wants to go wider and faster. Mm-hmm. Cover more acres in less hours. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and that's why I feel like, you know, whenever we decided we were going to order all these strip-till units from Yetter, you know, we didn't order them. We didn't order the Mavericks versus the cab controls. Well, and that yeah. was kind of part of that. That kind of drove that because of we were trying to focus more towards efficiency and trying to better ourselves as far as where we were wanting to go. Right. You know. <clears throat> and speaking of strip till, I just gotta pause, hold your thought for a second. Did you know that John Deere invented strip till this week? <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I heard, uh, I I actually heard that um, Anthroforth gave them the idea. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's I, what I heard. I yeah. heard it was uh, mm-hmm. a Soil Warrior. But, yeah. But uh, either way, strip till is now acceptable yeah. across all farming. Yep, yeah. Yeah, Yep. that's interesting. I heard so. the engineer came up with the plan and kind of took it to him. And so said, what do they do? They do tillage just in like strips? Yeah. They don't, yeah. they don't till the whole field? Yep, evidently. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Does the corn grow like green and then yellow and green and yellow? No, like it, it grows all green. Really? Yep, oh, yep, in the strips. Yep. Huh. Believe it or not. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Wow. Yep. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, it looks just like the soil warrior. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, at least now it's acceptable yeah. for every farmer yep. across America. Yep. Because the only difference is, is that it's painted green and yellow, evidently. Well, and the price. Well, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. But their service. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Strip till's been big for us over the years, and uh, we probably enough bashing that we need to be doing. <laughs> We're not bashing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to explore. And, uh, you know, strip tillage has been big for us, but... You know, we've seen some phasing away from, like, mole knife units. Yeah. I mean, my guy that just bought the 5225, mm-hmm. they tried strip till in the best form possible. They R- bought yeah. the best rig you could buy. Right. And they just said it's not for us. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It's not for everyone. But it's the, all, the it, amount it, of management, the amount of time <clears throat> that it takes to do it, it's it can be overwhelming and you know granted this fall you know it's a strip tiller's dream oh absolutely you know, I mean, harvest is done now let's go on a strip till and just kind of cruise through it it's not gonna rain for you know a week let's roll but take last fall yeah you know i know guys that couldn't get a lot of tillage done because they're just so wet mm-hmm. let alone get crops out of the field so um so, and, yeah, and, and that's where a lot of guys went to more of the blade machines versus the mole knife, you know, and, and they right. were just, they were just running it in the spring ahead of their, ahead of their planter. And it was basically acting like a, you know, a 30 foot Salford tool doing it to the whole, the whole field versus your strips, your 10 inch bands. Right. So, you know, there, I, I think there's a lot to take from it as far as being positive you know, versus being negative. Um, I, I feel like, you know, with the way that, you know, we're not necessarily in the H2O Ohio program, but, you know, guys north of us are. 
And that's something that we need to consider just because of, you know, the leaching and everything else that happens. And especially with our area, with the amount of livestock that is in our area, you know, guys just the, the whole strip till thing just doesn't necessarily work here because we need to incorporate that manure as best as we can. Granted, there are options out there, but they're not exactly the most time efficient things that you can do. So that's why guys don't necessarily fade to them. Right. In yeah. My opinion. Strip till has been big for us, but yeah, we're mm-hmm. definitely seeing a drive towards like the freshener style deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some guys that like doing some, some compaction breaking, some deeper tillage in the fall, but it's going to cost, you know, diesel and, and horsepower. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be limited to your acres per hour. And that, that's, what's tough this fall. It seems, sounds attractive. But man, when it rains, it it pours on yeah. the strip tillage world. But yeah, old old Jeff Dooling has hit on that pretty hard here versus on Snapchat here the last few days. Yeah, and if you don't follow Jeff Dooling on Snapchat, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Tony Grody. Yeah, Tony Grody. Um, yep. He, you know, it's ama- He must have been getting a lot of rain or something recently. He's had a lot of thunderstorms. I can't believe these lightning strikes that just come out of nowhere. Have, I, I need to know, have any of you guys had random lightning strikes just show up <laughs> out of nowhere and it catches like a big burn pile on fire accidentally? It. I need to know because I've had a pile of brush sitting back here at my farm for three months and I can't get the sucker to light on fire with all these lightning strikes and all of a sudden Tony Grody... He's got all of a sudden his brush just burns out at a single strike of a lightning. So you'll have to check him out on Snapchat too. It's one heck of a lightning bolt. Yeah. You know? Well, my favorite is that when he does get that brush pile to finally burn, he just sits there and watches it and makes sure that it doesn't get out of hand. <laughs> but I did catch the other day, it sounded like it did get out of hand the other day. Oh, yeah? Well, something about, yeah, it almost burned his dump trailer. That really? One, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to ask him about it. Hmm. But, uh, well, it's getting late in the evening. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> um, sure our wives aren't very happy with us right now. So. Well, it, we're, on, uh, we're on deer hunt 2022. We're so. on rutcation. Rutcation. Yep. Yeah, we're going to take a few days off here. I haven't told Dad yet. I'm taking He's going to find out tomorrow morning. Oh, we're deer hunting tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, so. it's... Uh, it's fun, fun podcast, and uh, we'll keep some good content rolling. Uh, you know, we're going to hunt tomorrow and over the weekend, so we'll come up with some great topics and hopefully record another podcast over the weekend. So, yeah, I got to get this email blast done. Tomorrow's Friday, and I uh, hope everyone has a great day. And thanks for tuning in to the Talking Shed podcast. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.